is not going to say that. Penises. Only important people in the church have penises. Yeah. I mean, I like penises, but I'm not going (laughs) to. All right. This is where it gets really. You thought it was bad before. (laughs) It gets worse. Yeah. Um, He says. This is Not So Peter Priested Podcast, and this is your host, Jake Taylor. Um, right at the top, you can reach me at notsopeterpriested at gmail.com. You can send your emails. You can send your moments with Mormons. You can send gripes, your love letters, whatever you feel necessary. Um, there was something else I was thinking about. Uh, you know what? Not important. Okay. Anyway, so um, and also you can reach me at not so Peter Priesthood at um, on my Instagram. I'm pretty pretty responsive on there. So if you need like a quicker response, then that's usually where the best way to get to me. Um, anyway, without much further ramblings by me, um, we have a Dusty is back to scream into the void with me. <laughs> Hi, bestie. Hi. <laughs> I'm ready to scream into the void. <laughs> so exciting. This is going to be great. Um, so, but before we get into the topic, I have a Moments with Mormons. Um, oh, yeah, my favorite. <laughs> I think I might have told you about this one already because we talk every day, but um, <laughs> the, so this, um, we just had Valentine's Day, but but the um, was I, uh, so I was talking to a coworker of mine who's like a freshman at BYU Idaho, and she was talking about she's from Texas and she was talking about all these um she has a boyfriend that's a missionary he's a, in Salt Lake of all places I'm like what do you do there and then um. What was it? She was saying that uh, she gets all these like random boys just coming up to her and like basically acting like it's fate that they're like meeting and stuff. So yeah, and she doesn't. What you're standing on this sidewalk at the same time as me? Must <laughs> yeah. God wanted us to be here together. Yes, yes. The Holy Ghost whispered to me. <laughs> I was dying when she was telling me it, though. She was like, there was a, so one of the ones was her friend invited the pizza guy over, like, oh to their party or something, and he started talking to her, and it was like, oh, don't you think it's, like, fate that we, that she gave me, she invited me to come here, and you and I are here, and blah, 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 she was just like, uh, no, I just wanted pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Girl fame. Yeah. Well, there's a (laughs) right. There's a recurring theme because she just she um got invited to this other event that had like free pizza, and she was like, oh cool, I'll go to pizza. And then she was um like she got roped into this thing like where there's groups of people like making you're supposed to make some like suggestions for the school or something and um. 
the winning group gets something. Anyway, but there's, it's some like focus group type thing, and she didn't know that it was going to be that like an extensive thing. She thought it was just like come to this thing, listen to the spiel, gets pizza. Yeah. So and she literally told the the leader people they're like yeah break into groups and this is gonna be your groups for the next four weeks whatever and she was like um i just came for pizza i didn't know there was commitment involved <laughs> i'm just so. here for the food i'm sorry yeah that's all i'm interested in <laughs> but anyway in her group there was a guy that's like 24 and he has he doesn't he has a kid and then he's been married twice hey. and Right. Huge red flag. That's a red banner. That is like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, benefit of the doubt, maybe he like, I don't don't know, maybe there was like an accident and he lost a spouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe one of them died. I don't know. I don't. And then, um, what was it? The, and then she, he was like talking to her, like specifically just like singling her out. And then, um, like, what was it? The and she's a freshman, so she's like what nineteen, maybe. Yeah, I think she's eighteen actually. Oh no. And he's twenty four, which I mean, that's not a huge age difference, but he's like been married twice. <laughs> like, he leave her alone. A different world experience than she does. Even yeah. even if he's been married to like other LDS people, he still has more. He still has more. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's, she was like, and he's a dad to a whole kid. I'm not going <laughs> to. He's an entire being. <laughs> yeah. And then there was another one that she told me where she was just watching karaoke. And this guy just like came up to her, just sat next to her and started talking to her. And it was like, um, she mentioned her boyfriend and he still was just like, here's my number. Let's talk. You know, let's, I'll take you out and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, anyway. Yeah. That's terrible. And unfortunately, as women, we like have to give our number because we don't know what could happen. Like, it's such a bad situation. Like, if you don't give your phone number, is he going to be waiting for you in the parking lot to like smack yeah. you? Yeah. Like, have to. And if you don't give him your number, then you're a bitch because you're not being nice. Like, uh, yeah. Poor girl. But like I was talking, telling you, um, it's kind of that superiority thing of like return mm-hmm. missionaries. They you get this. I, complex of like oh i'm a return missionary i did all these things i i deserve to have any girl would be lucky to have me you know like that kind of thing and so that's the whole attitude up there especially yeah i'm pretty sure it's that way at byu provo too but like oh i'm sure it was that way yeah my ex-husband was a return missionary like he'd only been home three months when we started dating and there was definitely like this complex of like I'm better than you and you should be so lucky as too. Yeah. It was, it was so, it was, I'll, I'll tell you the whole story one of these days. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need some rum for that one. I think. Oh, for sure. I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, anyway, there's moments with Mormons. Ooh, yay. <laughs> Yeah. Sending oh, and, hugs to your coworker. I'm right, sorry. I felt why are men? <laughs> why are men? Why? Oh, and I, it was Valentine's Day when she was telling me this, and we were both working, and I was like, "It's a good thing you're not up there. You'd be, be getting proposed to by now." Oh, <laughs> she was like, "Absolutely, 100%." I'm like, "Yeah, that's terrifying, really." I can't tell you how many 
weird proposals. Like I just worked in like a dinky family restaurant and like there was proposals on Valentine's Day and I was like, honey, like our our nicest bottle of wine is like ten dollars a bottle. Like <laughs> mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <sighs> Bless their hearts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic today. I don't even. I was very hesitant about doing this because I was, for one, it's like been all over, and for two, I don't really want to give it more attention than it needs. But at the same time, it needs the attention. It's just like the Elder Holland talk where it was very problematic and it needed to be talked about, needed to be um, out there. Um. Anyway, uh, so we are going to talk about the Brad Wilcox fireside. That he gave in Alpine, Utah. I think it was. When was this? It was in. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was, was it a couple of weeks ago. It was recent, very recent. It's very when I was sick because I didn't see a lot of it because I like had buried my phone because I was so sick I couldn't focus on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it was on February sixth. It was a tri-state yeah, fairy side geared towards youth in Alpine, Utah. Um. And let's see. So I did research, and by research, I mean I found the transcript. (laughs) So (laughs) I um, highlighted some stuff that were like the big things. I don't want to read the whole thing. Um, If you want a super in depth one, I have not listened to the whole thing because it's like three hours long. Uh, Mormon Stories has a huge in depth thing where they actually share clips and they share their insights. There's Three of them, John Dillon, Cara Burrell, and Gerardo something. Oh, but, yeah. Um, they're, uh, they all give their input. So Which it goes on for a while, but it's really, it's well done, as usual, as you can imagine. Yeah. All his stuff is incredible, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you ready to get into it? Get into the... I wanted yeah. to... Okay, For so first off, um, I'm going to... He starts his thing with... Um, a plug for F FSY is that what it's called? What's that? Uh, FSY is uh, for it's like it was, used to be called EFY and now it's oh, for, especially the, for, for youth. strength of youth. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't know. They it's called, so what happened is, um, and they explained it on Mormon stories, but the so EFY used to be separate from the like it was like a the church didn't actually own that program. It was just. Um, oh. Yeah, I think BYU owned it or something. I don't know. Any, which doesn't make sense because BYU is the church. I don't know. Somehow the church didn't actually own it. And so EFY got taken over by the church. And now they, but they've rebranded it as FSY. And so it's for the strength of youth. And it's still the same type of things where you go and play games and you have a talent show and there's, um, all these um you just like hang out with other teens of that are mormons also which sounds yeah. did you ever go to an efy thing i did not yeah I um i i don't know i never really wanted to well i i always listen to the music especially on my <laughs> mission <laughs> oh man um but you know he starts his talk with um like a plug for that to like spend your money here because he's talking to 
youth. So, of course, she's going to be like, plug that program. Anyway. All right. And then he gets into um, his topic. Um, So he says, let's see. All right. In the newspaper, it says that young people are leaving religion, and it, it compared your generation to my generation on four important questions. Number one, is religion very important? 59% of my generation said yes. 41% of your generation said yes. Do you attend weekly religious services? 38% of your generation said yes. 27% of my generation said yes. Do you pray at least once a day? 61% of my generation said yes. 42% of your generation said yes. And do you believe in heaven? 74% of my generation said yes. And 67% of your generation said yes. He says, now you can see that those numbers are going down in every category, and you don't need a newspaper to tell you that, because how many of you know somebody who used to go to church who no longer goes to church? Raise your hands if you know somebody. He made them raise their hands, too, and I'm like, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) I know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I know a few people. Yeah, look at all those hands. Now let me tell you two things about that. Number one, our church is doing much better than many churches. As people are turning away in a secular world from all things religious, many churches are being hurt by it. Our church is weathering that storm much better than most churches, and especially much better than most Christian churches. What? Where's where's this source from? Right? That's exactly what I'm wondering. Like, what the? But we know that the church doesn't record their report their numbers correctly. You no, know, it's like, not accurate, no. It's not accurate. So they like to inflate their numbers and make it look like they're a lot more uh, participants. There's more, more members than there really are. <laughs> yeah. Even if you go off what they say their numbers are, it's like less than 1% of the population of the Earth. So yeah. like, down, yeah. Like, huh. yeah, calm down. Your tits are just bouncing all over the place. <laughs> you calm them down. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, and then, uh, okay. It gets so much worse. Anyway. Um, it's worse? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. This oh. is kind of a blind reaction for me, for your listeners. I, I, I've seen, like, memes and stuff, but I didn't, it, it's been, it's been a time here, so. <laughs> everything. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to be the one that, to lift the veil over your eyes and say, look, Dusty, look at this horrible stuff that they're saying. <laughs> Good thing I love you. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, all right. So he says, I know, let's see. Oh, if you actually look at the numbers, there's not any more leaving now than have left it to any generation in the history of the church. People left in Kirtland, Ohio. People left when the saints moved to Salt Lake. I mean, people have left the church in every generation, and the numbers aren't that different. The difference is that now people leave very publicly where people used to just step away and nobody knew about it. Now they leave on TikTok, and thousands of people watch them as they sit and gripe about the church. What? what? Yeah. He brings TikTok in. Like. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you want to know why the people in Kirtland didn't make TikToks? Because it didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, if they could, they probably would have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's such an that's such a stupid statement to. Ugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Well, that, okay. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, 
Okay, so I just keep like okay. It also brings out that like persecution complex that the church oh, has of like yeah. we're just like oh, everybody yeah. on TikTok. Everybody is TikTok's no, making fair. fun of us. Mm. <laughs> They're being so mean. Uh. Mm. <sighs> yeah. We're uh, making fun of it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, they are. Mm. Let's see. I'm gonna skip. Let's see. So, uh, oh, that's may okay. I do need to say okay. And so, because it's so public, then we think, oh, everybody's doing it, but that's not the case. The church is strong. The youth of the church are strong. The young single adults of the church are strong. And there's not that many more leaving now than there were when I was growing up. It's just happening in a much more public way. Now, what scares me about people making making the choice to leave is that we have a few less people in the church. It doesn't bother me that we have fewer people sitting in the pews. But this is so dumb. This is, oh my God. What bothers me is that we have the church and fewer people. That's what bothers me because they're going to face the same challenges we face. They're going to face the same struggles and the same trials and the same heartbreaks. And they're choosing to do it in the absolute hardest way possible. What? 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 Yeah. So he's basically, it's basically that rhetoric of like, um, and we'll get to it later, but he, um, where it's like, where will you go? Where will you go after the church? You know, like that kind of, you're just like a lost That's little. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, yeah, like I don't under the hardest way possible because I find not having a voice, not being taken seriously, being shut down simply because I'm a woman is way harder to deal with stuff than how my life is now oh a thousand percent like, I, yeah and you can actually choose to be with align yourself with institutions and people that um value your opinions and that will let you have that voice rather than like continuing on with a this church that like you said shuts you down and shuts you up and won't let you only let you go so far as a woman like yeah yeah and, and then not, not having to like adhere to my husband's counsel like oh yeah oh girl (laughs) like like patrick and i are a team we are a team on like everything i mean yeah there's things that he's better at than i am and there's things i'm better like i can change a baby in such such a quick amount of time (laughs) they struggle so hardcore down to a science (laughs) but but i just couldn't imagine raising children and having to like adhere to his authority you know what i mean yeah and always having to do that so um on a like personal note i uh, so my whenever i think of like really like toxic relationships <laughs> i think of my sister and my brother-in-law mm. um and how he is constantly he holds he lords himself over her yeah. so much and it's because of the church and he yeah. he, uh, he has that backing to do that and that's you find that it's unfortunately very common in the church that these men will treat their wives that way because they've been told that that's what they're supposed to do you know you have a false sense of authority because since they were 12 years old they've been told that they're better better than any woman basically not in so many words but that's what they've been told 
yeah intrinsically yeah so mm -hmm. the um and then going back to like doing um doing this the hardest way possible quote unquote i was i just think of like you know like me leaving i could have stayed in the church as a gay man but i didn't you know but that would have been suffering you know i literally told my parents oh. that like going to church is like literal torture for me like so is i would say that's the hardest way possible of going through life like i'd rather yeah. not have to put myself in that situation could you imagine living completely closed off from who you are at the core of your being right like i just i could not i don't know i just could not imagine the expectation that no you just have to fake it and yeah yeah. Well, and I'm, there's something that um, I remember Kara Burrell talking about it on one of the Mormon Stories episodes, and it just it hit me the way she said it. It was just, um, imagine if the roles were reversed, like, say you're, say everybody's gay, like, and that's what the church says. You be, you know, you have to marry somebody that's of the same gender as you. Mm -hmm. And then, um, or no, what was it? And then they force you, like... Okay, I'm getting it backwards. Let's see. So she said, is that right? Everybody's gay, and then you, but you're straight, right? And so you, you have these feelings for people of the opposite gender, and they, they force you to marry somebody of the same gender. Like, how, how would you feel about that? Like, if, yeah. you, if you think about it in that way, like, if somebody said to you, you have to marry a woman, and that's the only way to get to heaven, like, how would you... How would you feel about that? You know, like I, mean, I do know some pretty fabulous women, but yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah, it's not it's not fair, right? Yeah, but it's the uh, and then they by forcing that rhetoric, they are forcing these people into these uh, what they call mixed orientation relationships. Which, Oh, I hate that phrase too, but it's almost as bad as single, single, same-sex attraction. Oh, yeah, man. those are two phrases we can just throw out. Yeah, they don't belong. Yeah, yeah. I just like if they're mixed orientation, that's just it. Just means that they're not sexually compatible at all. Like, yeah, like how do you even? Yeah, I don't know it. I don't know. Understand how it works. Nope. All right. So I guess we can move on. So um, he goes, the rest of his talk, he's going to spell out, huh, this is such a Mormon-y thing to do. He's like uh, using a, like he does an acronym. Oh, so wow. he's going to, he's going to spell out the word gospel. Oh God. So, um, Let's talk about the blessings of the gospel that you can only find here in the church. We're going to tie each one up to a letter in the word gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L. As easily as you can spell the word, you're going to be able to remember what we learned. And when you go home and your mom says, what did you learn at the fireside? You're actually going to be able to tell her, and that will be a miracle. So condescending. No, so he's condescending. so condescending. Like, you're too stupid to actually remember what you learned. So I'm going to give you yep. this acronym so that you can prove to your mom that you paid attention and weren't just making eyes at somebody down the aisle. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I'm 
I'm sure he got some little chuckles out of that, though, too. Oh, of course. Part. He's so funny. Uh, <laughs> Relating to the kids. Yes, I'm so stupid. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so G. G stands for Godhead. Our view of the Godhead is very different from the view of many Christians. Most Christians believe that God and Jesus are the same being and that God Jesus is a spirit. We don't believe that. We know that God and Jesus they're separate beings. They have physical, tangible, perfected bodies. Well, how do we know that? We could turn to some scriptures to talk about it, but mostly we know that we know it because of Joseph Smith. He saw them. That's what. No, let's see. He refers to the it's person that was in which version of the first. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and in some of them, there was only one God, and in some exactly. of them, exactly. Right. So, like, which one, Brad? Which, 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 yeah. which? Or is it the salamander? <laughs> oh, salamander, yeah. So did he eat shrooms and then see them? Did he lick the salamander? Like, what's going on? What happened? <laughs> and also, it was, um, like, there were a lot of, quote-unquote, first visions in that time. Like, there was a huge, like, religious awakening mm-hmm. in Northeast America at that time because people were fed up with the catholic church they were fed up with the protestants they wanted to do their own thing and so there were tons of these movements of like people coming out and being like um saying oh yeah i saw god and he told me this and um you know like it's just it's not he they make it so seem like it was so um singular to joseph smith but it really wasn't like he was just part of the group (laughs) part of a huge group that did it like, if they had TikTok, everybody would be talking about their visions that they'd had. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, like you said, the same, like, which one, which version are we going with? Because there was definitely different accounts that, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's more than five accounts. So I think there's seven or eight different versions of the first mm-hmm. vision. So. Yeah. And the one they go off of, isn't it, wasn't it written, like, much later, is that right? Yeah. Is that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So he says, yeah, but maybe Joseph Smith lied. If you haven't heard that yet, you certainly will. Lots of people say, oh, he just made it up all, all made it all up. He just made up that story. But people who go there don't understand why we lie. What? Because you certainly don't lie in an effort to be found out. You don't tell your teacher, I didn't get my homework done because aliens beamed down and sucked it into the mothership. No, your teacher is never going to believe that. Well, not not you, because you don't lie. But people who go there don't understand why we lie, because you certainly don't lie in an effort. Oh, it just repeated. Sorry. Okay. Um, the one I hear, BYU, where little children have signed in honor code, little children, they're young adults. <laughs> uh, yeah. The one I hear at BYU where little children have signed an honor code is my printer broke every time a paper is due. You have no idea how many broken printers fill, fill Utah Valley. It's just an epidemic. I don't know. I just His tone is just ugh. He's and then, so condescending. Yeah. Like if He said, God and Jesus are separate beings with physical, tangible, perfected bodies. Whoa, that is so far out of the realm of believability that Joseph Smith proves himself either a horrible liar, I mean, he was was bad at it, or a speaker of truth. So he's basically, he's saying that, like... No, he's a good liar. He's a very good liar. 
Yeah. There's more than those two options, Brad. Yeah, right? He's saying that, like, if he were lying, he would have made a better lie or something. Or so, I don't, he would have been, and I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. That that logic doesn't add up, buddy. Like, it just doesn't. Like, he can be just a really good how storyteller. He's, like, dropping these little seeds of, like, what these kids teenagers are going to eventually hear about the church and he's trying to be like it's not a big deal though because here here's here's why it's not a big deal like he's uh, they know what they know that the cs ces letter is out there and they know these things that they're gonna have to like inoculate the kids for right Mm -hmm. yeah and the um i did want to point out because you pointed that out remember listeners that he is talking to like 12 to 12 to 18? 18-year-olds. 18 so, and I, I'd, I'd venture to say that it was more like the majority would be like 14 to 16-year-olds yeah, at this place, so at this fireside. So very much um, formative years and very much like, oh, we got to get them indoctrinated right now. Like, yeah. And so he's talking, goes on and on about Joseph Smith. Um Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. So, let's see. Yeah, this is... Okay, you ready? Hold on to your seats on this one. Okay, so Joseph Smith himself taught that true faith isn't believing there's some God out there in the universe. True faith isn't just believing in some higher power. True faith is knowing God, knowing his attributes, what he's like, knowing his plan for us, and knowing that our lives are being lived in accordance with that plan. So you want to walk away from the church? Say goodbye to your whole concept of God. What? Yeah, yeah, okay. It's just just hold on, because this is where it gets... Ugh. Okay, I had some kid, some kid, at BYU say to me, I don't believe in Joseph Smith anymore, but I still believe in God and Jesus. And I said, look, I don't mean to be rude, but do you realize how stupid you just sounded? What? Yeah. Like, you literally... A he professor at BYU... To an this, adult. Yeah, to another adult. And said, you sound stupid right now. And this is probably, you know, 18 to 24 age student. <sighs> yeah. And he's telling them that they sound stupid for not believing in Joseph Smith. Um, I have no words. Yeah, right? Uh, He said, you don't believe in Joseph Smith, but you still believe in God and Jesus. You separated them. Who taught you to do that? Who taught you that they're separate beings? Joseph Smith. So don't tell me you don't believe in Joseph Smith anymore when your whole concept of God, your whole covenant relationship with him is thanks to Joseph Smith. What? Yeah. <laughs> so we're now elevating Joseph Smith onto the level of God and Jesus Christ. Yep. That's yep. what he's saying. You have to believe in Joseph Smith. Well, he's yeah. You have in order because okay. What he's saying is that um, because of because your whole concept of God is thanks to Joseph Smith, and so um, if because he restored the gospel and he told us that god and jesus are separate beings and they have a perfected body and all this stuff 
because you believe that, you cannot not believe in Joseph Smith. But the kid didn't, the kid, see, now I'm doing it. Yeah. But the kid didn't necessarily even say that. The kid could could believe in a Christian concept of God and Jesus, right? Yeah. All he said was, I, um, I don't believe in Joseph Smith anymore, but I believe in God and Jesus. So he didn't even, his... He didn't even specify. He didn't even specify that he didn't, like, he still believes in God and Jesus, but, like, the fact that he doesn't... He just doesn't hold Joseph Smith as a prophet anymore. It means that he can't, that he's stupid and he can't, um, that he, his whole concept of God is wrong. If he's, and yeah. Oh, oh my head. Yeah. Oh my God. What? What? Could you imagine trying to have like an articulate conversation with another adult and them saying that to you? Yeah. I don't, I can't fathom having like going to a professor at, with something so personal mm-hmm. and then um and something that i probably he probably had to work up courage to say because you're a BYU oh, for sure. and brad wilcox is not like a he's a huge name like he's one of the he's been around forever like we were we would sell <laughs> audiobooks and stuff of his yeah. all the time at desert books so like he's been around for a long time he's a big name yeah like i'd heard the name and i haven't been in the church in like what like 12 years 13 years so yeah he's also he's one of the he's in the general authorities for the young men presidency mm-hmm. so um so he's a general authority so i i Maybe who knows what this time if he was a general authority, but he was still a professor. And at BYU, you hold your professors like they're like subject matter experts, obviously, and they're they also have this prolific like air about them of like they know like religion stuff. Especially yeah. if he's a religion teacher, he's oh, yeah. going to know more about the church so like um going to him you could see him as like a spiritual leader you know so you have this student going up to him working up courage to say hey i don't believe in joseph smith anymore i just still believe in god and jesus and then he tells him he's stupid that's that's just in poor taste yeah i just i couldn't i couldn't even imagine going up to a professor just to like say something personal and and not even about religion and to have them to have somebody say that you sound stupid right now, I would burst into tears. I for yeah. sure would. I play yeah. a real tough chick on TV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm very sensitive. <laughs> that would make me cry for sure. Yeah. Well, and I probably did. Like you probably left like feeling like shit. And then he, um, what was it? The kid. Yeah. And he goes on to talk about some, his, son going on a mission to japan and like oh that must have been hard to teach them um because they don't have a christian background they don't have a concept their concept of god is different um he said he got them to read the book of mormon and then when they gave a testimony to joseph smith then, then they believed any being who happened to come to joseph smith and we know that being was jesus christ oh my god yeah so yeah, like you said, they're elevating Joseph Smith into this, uh, like a Dalai Lama type. I don't know. I just, I yeah, like holier than like sainthood, basically. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. Yuck. 
Anyway, now that we feel icky about that. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. You ready for O? Oh, goody. <laughs> what do you think O stands for? Um, I, hmm. Sorry to put you so that we're going to remember about the gospel. We're trying to follow the gospel, right? So O yep. would be obedience, I bet. Oh, see, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. But oh, he says only true church. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Again, see. I need your source material. Yeah. You can't prove your own doctrine with your own doctrine. So. Exactly. That's, okay. So um, he says, how many of you ever heard somebody testify that this is the only true church? How many have ever said those words? Yeah, we hear them. We say them all the time. But some people get kind of bent out of shape when you say those words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's... Because you're basically false. saying that their religion's fake. Yeah. Of course, people are going to be upset. Yeah. Uh, the reason that people get uptight is because they don't understand why we say it. We're not having a competition. <laughs> how, how many of you have ever gone to a high school game? How many have ever yelled these words? We're number one. We're number one. How many have ever yelled those words? Do you realize that every high school in the nation yells those words? I have never been to a high school game and heard people scream, we're number 439, we're number four. No, everybody's number one. Why? Because it's the spirit of competition. But we're not screaming, we're number one, saying we're better than everybody else. We're saying we're the only true church in a spirit of invitation. Oh, so it's not a competition because there's nobody else even competing. Yeah. Like They're nobody number one. Else, nobody else is in the one. game. Yeah. Gotcha. But we're inviting you to be part of our game because you guys are in this other game that's <laughs> not even worth our time or Did something. You New Girl when they played American Presidents or whatever their game was called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had no rules? Yeah. That's, that's what the church like. is playing. Yeah. <laughs> they make up their own rules. They make up their own rules. Nobody knows how to play. Things change all the time. So, yeah, they're <laughs> number one. Good job. You win. Well, I like that he says we're not having a competition. And then his example is like one of the most competitive things that you can think of is a high school football game or something like a high school game. You know, like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Just for relating to the kids. Oh, and then, okay, here's another thing. Hmm. He quotes President Boyd K. Packer. <laughs> Packer. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I'm a child. So, um. <laughs> I'm still recovering. How dare you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, you ready for this one? This is a yeah. beautiful one, too. Um. Truth is like a piano keyboard. Some churches play a few notes. Some churches play several octaves. But we're the only church that has a whole piano. So when we're saying that we're the only true church, we're just inviting people to come and see what we can add to the truths that already fill their lives. If they think they can play some pretty music now, then we want to know them to know that they can play like the student that was that played before. Um, I won't say the name because to protect them um i mean we want to know what they that they can play with the whole piano and i don't want to lose the whole piano you walk away from the church say goodbye to the whole piano have fun playing chopsticks the rest of your life i don't want to play chopsticks the rest of my life i want to play like so and so and to do that you have to help the whole piano why is he oh such a my 
God. <laughs> have them playing chopsticks for them. Like, what? He sounds Maybe. like a high school girl. Yeah, you can't piano. You have to go play chopsticks. Yeah, I love that journey for you. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just like... <laughs> no. Chopsticks is so basic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically, there's, like, the mean girls of the church, basically. Like, you can't sit with us. Yeah. But, but you can. We're inviting you to sit with us, but you can't actually sit with us if all you want to play is chopsticks <laughs> oh my god i can't with this guy i didn't realize how bad this was i'm starting to regret you <laughs> you love me remember it's- all right so we have g which was godhead we have o which was only oh, true church can you guess what S is for? Sexual deviance. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you didn't miss a beat on that one. Ooh, it's for... Um... <laughs> what was it that somebody was saying about the Super Bowl halftime show? Was sexual anarchy? Yeah, sexual anarchy. I was like, Just where? Just not ever find a better band name than sexual anarchy. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, like where were you seeing the sexual anarchy? Like, I, I mean, Marshall Mathers M&M. still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel ya. Mhm. Mhm. I was like, yeah, you take that knee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love him so much. And then the mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yes. I wish I still had a poster of him. Do you think that like my husband would be fine if there was like a picture of Eminem on our wall in our bedroom? It'll be fine, hey? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he's really. down with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally normal. <laughs> God. <sighs> okay. What, All what, right. What so is S is for spirit. I got the spirit. How about you? What's the, isn't there like a cheer? Like, there's got to be a cheer about, like, school spirit. Oh, That's I'm what I was thinking of. We weren't anyway. allowed to have cheerleaders at our high school because they were too promiscuous. <gasps> naughty, naughty. The scandal. We had a dance team, but that was it. Ooh. No cheerleaders. That's wild. I've never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Also, poor cheerleaders would freeze to death at football games up here, so. That's a good point. You know, to put them in, like, yeah, what are they gonna wear anyway? Like big old parka. Go team! Yeah, yay, go team! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so S for spirit. Now I had a fight with a missionary. Oh, this okay. Some of his stuff, I'm just like not all of his stuff, but like he does this. I'm not even going to know how to read this. Okay, so I had a fight with a missionary companion once because he said that Latter-day Saints are the only ones who could feel the spirit. And I said, nuh-uh, and he said, uh-huh, and I said, nuh-uh, and he said, uh-huh, and I said, nuh-uh. And that's how missionaries fight. Funny. Yeah. Like, is this a comedic thing that he's trying to do? Like... He's trying to be cool like the kids, you know, like talk like the kids, you know, like he was like this and I was like this and I was like this. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just oh. saying, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. 
But still, as a 14-year-old, I'd be like, what is going on? Why is this guy actually like Oh, that? it gets... The spirit thing is... Okay. Uh, anyway. Um, and I said, look, if they can't feel the spirit, what do they feel on Christmas Eve when they're singing Silent Night and the little kids are all dressed in bathrobes during the manger scene? What do they feel? He says, the spirit of the devil. I said, no, you can't feel the spirit of the devil when little kids are dressed in bathrobes. You can't feel the spirit of the devil when they're singing Silent Night. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> um, yeah, so both of them are wrong, but, you know, whatever. Um, what my companion was trying to say is that we do that we do have something that sets us apart, but it's not the spirit. Muslims feel the spirit. Hindus feel the spirit. Jews feel the spirit. Catholics feel the spirit. The spirit will come and go in their lives. What we have that they don't have is the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's the chance to have the spirit with you always. So, I've been wanting to do an episode on this the Holy Ghost thing, because like, it's something that's... To me, it's a huge manipulation of the church. And it's... Uh, um, but... They talk about in the Mormon stories episode about how it's um, when we actually feel, quote unquote, the spirit, it's like our elevated emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's actually our own feelings telling us that it's good or it's our gut. It's like survival instincts, too. Like it's this is a good thing to do or this is a bad thing to do. If I'm not or feeling this, your joy, your joy. Yeah. Or if you're just yeah. like feeling emotion like that are they're like a little more overwhelming, you they the Mormons teach you to attribute that to something else outside of you. Mm -hmm. That's an outside force impacting you. It's not anything about you. And that's, yeah. um, that takes away your own power. It gives the power to this other force that you don't, you don't know. It's just like with the devil is like this entity, like we've talked about, that's, um, this outside force that is constantly trying to get at you to make you weak and all this stuff. But then the spirit is this, other force so it's basically like the angel and the devil on your shoulders but like okay. you got the holy ghost that's um all the good things all the good feelings that you feel they're not coming from you they're not your joy and you're not happiness and your love for somebody else it's your it's the holy ghost giving you those feelings and it's like yeah. that doesn't i don't but yeah. then he's also saying that like we're superior because we have the gift of the Holy Ghost, so we can have it always. Everybody can feel it every once in a while, but we can feel it all the time. But then he backtracks. You ready? So of does. about the whole all the time thing. Okay. Um, uh, and that, let's see. Oh, right. That's how the so spirit of if you're not worthy, then you don't have it all the time, right? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, uh, and this, he has this little, his little, um, metaphors are just uh, terrible. Okay. And that's how the spirit kind of goes in and out of people's lives. But when we are baptized, then we get the not in the, oh, so we, okay. So he talks about a balloon and he has some kid come up to, um, to like show a balloon. I'm going to blow up the balloon and you're going to make the sound effect. Um, Right. So if I don't tie the knot at the end of the balloon, what's going to happen? Um, so if you don't tie the end of the knot, obviously you just let go and it just goes away, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. um, 
Now, the good news is that most of you received that gift when you were eight years old. The bad news is that most of you received that gift when you were eight, or eight years old. So the good and bad news. And then young people say to me, Brother Wilcox, I never felt the spirit. I say, uh, yeah, you have. And they say, go, nah, uh And then I go, uh-huh. And they go, nah, uh Then we're fighting again. Oh, my God. <sighs> Listening to this on the on the video, when he does that, I'm just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Anyway, um, I've never felt the spirit. Of course you felt the spirit. Stephen Covey used to tell spirit students at BYU when they'd say, I've never felt the spirit, he'd say, you're like a fish. You're swimming around in the water and you're going, water? What water? I don't see any water. When does the fish notice the water? When he's out of the water. And then he goes, whoa, I was in the water all the time. Um, I was feeling it all the time. I just didn't recognize it. We, we sing the spirit of God like a fire is burning. I felt that fire, but I don't feel it every day. I'm kind of glad I don't feel it every day. Oh, God. I mean, you couldn't even get through your morning for Pete's sake. The alarm would go off and you'd be like, ooh, feeling the spirit. Yeah. And you'd be in the shower going, ooh. And you'd be pouring your Captain Crush. Ooh. You couldn't even go through the morning. So it's a good thing you're not feeling the spirit like a fire all the time. <laughs> for you listeners dusty just uh face planted onto her desk basically <laughs> um i just can't with this guy i just can't yeah so there's so many so many things with that as far as like just because he's never felt the spirit in the shower clearly he's doing it wrong yeah <laughs> No kidding. Um, Better showerhead or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know about his. Mm, nope. Don't even want to go there. <laughs> I'm ruining your day. <laughs> Touche. All right. Um, and he says, sometimes I think maybe we ought to sing the spirit of God like a furnace is working. See, when it's a cold day outside and you walk into your house, you don't notice the furnace. Actually, I do. None of you walk in your house and go, the furnace is working. When do you notice the furnace? When it's not working. And then you don't sit there and say, I guess this is my new normal. No, you call somebody because you want to get it fixed. Because you want to feel comfortable. You want to feel... Oh, let's see. And that's how the spirit helps us feel. We don't always notice it, but it lets us get on with our lives. It lets us get on with what we are here and mortality to learn and to do so just recognizing that sometimes it's like a fire so most times it's like a furnace i feel like he's a little repetitive and all that like it's a furnace mm-hmm. okay we get it it's a furnace there's a balloon and it's a furnace got it <laughs> and a fish like there's so many things going on i'm just like <laughs> a fish i'm a furnace i'm not happening anymore uh so he's saying that like we only when we have the gift of the Holy Ghost, we only notice it when it's not there. And I'm like, I can't, that's because of, like, to me, in my mind, it's because of the, you do it to yourself, because you mm-hmm. manipulate, because you're, you're, you've been wired to think that because when you're doing something right, and all the good feelings you feel, you notice those feelings. Mm-hmm. And then when you do something quote unquote wrong, um, then you, like, you're wired to think, oh, crap, the Holy Ghost is not with me anymore. And so you feel bad about it. 
And so your emotions are done something wrong. You also have the guilt of just doing something wrong, but then you have it compounded with now I don't have the gift of the Holy ghost. And so it's this brain fuck of like, I'm not feeling the spirit and it's, it's just a bad cycle. Yeah, exactly. And then you, then you're constantly exhausting yourself trying to get it back because you're like, Oh, well I got to do this and this and this to get it back. And then once you get it back and then you just, like you said, it's a, brain fucking cycle that you just like you yeah. get into this thing of but that's how they get you into into the to stay there too like because yeah. you're going to come back keep coming back to the church to fix yourself basically yeah when in actuality you have those emotions and that ability to feel good all the time inside you yeah Oh God! All right, we will move on to P. What was you? What What would you guess would be P? Oh, it's gonna be priesthood, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ding. <laughs> Yay! I can't imagine what else it would be. I would think pedophile. <laughs> pedophile. We got a few of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not gonna say that in the penises. pulpit. Penises. Only important people in the church have penises. Yeah, I mean, I like penises, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <sighs> All right, this is where it gets really, you thought it was bad before. <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, let's see, I don't know if I want to go in. He talks about like playing church, which, oh, no, we'll just go into this. Okay. How many of you used to play school? I'm glad to see those hands up. How many of you used to play church? I'm glad to see a few hands go up. My kids played church. They pulled out the stuffed animals. They put them on the couch, nerds. They'd sing the song. They'd do the talk. I got a little nervous when my daughter started blessing the sacrament, because God forbid, but they played church. And I used to think, oh, that's so cute. But now I'm older and I realized it wasn't just cute. It's actually what most people in the world are doing. Oh. They're playing church. They're sincere. They wanted to count, but they don't have the authority. They don't have God's permission. So the things they do really count on earth and in eternity. In eternity, Man, I want what I'm doing to count. And to be able to have that, we have to have the priesthood. Yeah. Oh, oh it gets... my God. Okay. <laughs> so. Let's just invalidate millions of people who have faith in their religion let's completely invalidate that okay cool yeah sure okay can we also talk about how most like the biggest religions in the world aren't even christian like isn't it islam no yeah i think islam i think so islam and yeah anyway but like not christian right so not even in this realm (laughs) um I'm Googling it because now I'm curious. Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Christianity is 31%. Oh, it is? Islam's 24.9. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was wrong. But I know there's a huge number. I mean, a lot of those, I mean, most of the Christians would be here in North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2.38 billion people consider themselves Christians. Oh, well, interesting. All right. Well, that was wrong. <laughs> but like but also, you but combine still. Islam and secular non-religion, 
it's more than Christian. So. Yeah, let's see. There you go. Maybe that's what I was thinking. But. Maybe. Um, all right. So he says, I lived in Wyoming while I was getting my PhD and I was working at the university in what they called the writing center. And in the writing center, people would come and get help with their papers. And I would supervise a few tutors who worked there with me. One girl came late to work and said, and I said, where have you been? She says, I'm so sorry, but I was at my wedding rehearsal and I'm just so upset. Maybe you shouldn't marry him. He said, and I, and she said, I'm not upset at my fiance. I'm upset at the preacher. I said, how can you be mad at a preacher? They're nice. Such a, so dumb. Anyway, she said, well, I'm not mad at the preacher. I just don't like those words. What words is she talking about? Till death you do you part. Most churches, do you see where this is going now? Um, mm-hmm. Most churches don't say that anymore. Now they say, as long as you both shall live, it's the same thing. And she didn't like those words. She said, I feel like I'm getting divorced the day I'm getting married. I was like, this is like a missionary moment. This is a missionary moment. Um, so I said, in my church, we get married in the temple where we are sealed for time and all eternity. And she said, oh, I love that. And I said, feel the font. I'm going to baptize this girl right now. No, she didn't want to get baptized. Good. She didn't even want to meet the missionaries. Thank the Lord. But she did want to rewrite her wedding ceremony. So she went to the minister and said, may I write my own ceremony? And he made her, he says, for an extra fee. So she paid the extra money and she wrote her own ceremony. And I sat there in that Protestant church and listened as the preacher sealed them for time and all eternity. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm freaking out. Everybody in the church was like, that is so special. I was like, that is so wrong. That's just like wrong, like lightning bolt wrong. Why? It's a free country. They can say whatever they want to say. Why did I feel it was wrong? Authority. No authority. Anyway, that's uh, going the Yeah, there's uh, no. They were playing church, and in our church, we don't play church. We have the authority to make that count on earth and in heaven, and that is something I don't want to say goodbye to. So My wedding vows were something about for your entire lives or something, which I liked because maybe in the next life. Yeah. Oh. Maybe we'll come back as like goldfish. Butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Who knows? Okay. So Nobody he's knows. mad. <laughs> so he's mad because this preacher used a term that's copyrighted by the church. I guess. And that like, oh, they can't have for time and all. that's just playing church, quote unquote. Because they're just pretending. They're just using the words, but there's no authority behind it, is what he's saying. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's get upset about it. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's no skin well, out of the um, you're the one that told her about that. Right. So, like, you were doing, like, you were helping her out, and then you get mad at her for using it. Like. Isn't that in the temple ceremony? Isn't that something you're not supposed to talk about outside the temple, Brad? Ooh, Brad, wrongo. Hmm. Naughty, <laughs> naughty. Anyway. But the fact that he's like, oh, and then he has to add that the preacher wanted an extra fee for changing oh, words yeah. to the ceremony. It's and to then, put in there that other religions are just about the money. They actually don't care about you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. Like, because the Mormon church cares about everything but money. Okay, got it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, so this is oh, okay. Can't believe I'm anyway. 
Now, sadly, you live in a time where a lot of people get uptight about priesthood issues. It's one of the most glorious things we have in the church, and yet people want to sit and fight about it and get uptight about it. Now, I don't mean to oversimplify a complex issue, but I sure think we make it a little harder than it needs to be. Oh, God. Okay. How come the blacks didn't get the priesthood until 1978? What's up with that, Brother Wilcox? What? Brigham Young was a jerk? Members yep. of the church were prejudiced? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. <sighs> Maybe we're asking the wrong question. Maybe instead of saying, why did the blacks have to wait until 1978? Maybe what we should be asking is, why did the whites and other races have to wait until 1829? I was waiting. I was watching your face for that one. Whew. What? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I can't, when, girl, when I saw that he said this, like, I saw, this is the first clip I saw of this, of this talk, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, oh my god! A terrible angle, like, the church already has problematic history, and then you're just, like, making it even worse by saying, like, oh, well, we had to wait until... (laughs) We had to wait 1,929 years to get our priesthood. So, like, you didn't actually have to wait as long as we did. (laughs) Oh, my God. I. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, what? Yeah. So. <laughs> Scream into the void, yes. <laughs> so, um, what the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah, I have no. I. So I can remember on my mission being asked about this and about why a single female could not be sealed to her um, her kids. Yeah. Like without a without a man. Like why she couldn't just her and her kids. Like why can't she? Why does she need a man? And at the time, I couldn't answer the question. I was, you know, I, my companion tried to answer the question. He was doing all this other stuff. Like, um, because only the men get their own planets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Took that away now, too. So nobody knows. Yeah. But it's a valid, I mean, that's a valid question. She had yeah. friends that were uh, people of color. And so she would, um, she was like, why can't, why did they have to wait for the priesthood? And I was, and we were always just like, oh, well, it's the timeliness of it. You know, that stupid Everything they gave, God's like, time, yeah. it's in God's time. God knew that they wouldn't, weren't ready for it. Like the society wasn't ready for it. I'm like, well, okay, God, the all knowing God and all, you know, first of all, he let slavery happen. So like, mm-hmm. what's that? Like, where's he been for that? So, but then he like waits and makes them suffer for all this time. And then like, have to wait till 1970 to get their priesthood to be recognized as human beings, as yeah. men that can hold, that are worthy of holding the priesthood. And then he just, and then this guy comes along and says, well, we had to wait you know, a thousand years, almost, almost 1900 years for this. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Not enough that the church was like in trouble with like tax issues if they didn't like change their policies. Yeah. Mm, it seems to be a, 
also seems to be like the the uh, a theme with the church is that they'll get in trouble with certain things like polygamy, racism. Mm-hmm. Now it's LGBTQ issues, which are the that's the the next thing, and yeah. so eventually they'll get so in trouble for that, and then. And then um, suddenly God's time will be like, oh, just kidding, they're real people too, and they get rights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah you can they love- can be. You can let them be. It's fine. Everything's fine now. Oh, oh my God. <sighs> yeah, and then... Um, can you the, imagine being a black kid in that audience? Oh, and women. Was- yeah, oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, this is Alpine, Utah. I don't know if there were very many, but, you know, like, to hear oh, it, though, like... Diversity um, isn't really their thing, hey? <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't... But, yeah, the, your point is that if you were a black kid in that audience and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like... No, no, excuse me, sorry. I just need to... We're just going to circle back rewind. to why they had to wait until 1970, whatever. Yeah, yeah, 1978. Like, like why, why can't you guys? Why can't the church ever give a straight answer for that? That's not just placating and not just, um, or like just apologize for it. 100. And yeah. just say, hey, we were wrong. We acknowledge that that was wrong. Um, and that's from now on we will like I don't know like just Instead something of being like God was racist until 1978 and then he decided to yeah. like he, he read some books about white supremacy and he changed his mind yeah yeah he just changed his mind like just to acknowledge that it was wrong yeah. you know mm-hmm. oh <sighs> so he goes on with that bullshit he says why did the gentiles have to wait until after the jews and why did everybody in the house of israel except the tribe of levi have to wait until uh when you look at it like that then instead of trying to feel like you have to figure out god's timeline we can just be grateful so basically just be grateful that you even got the priesthood that's basically what he's saying grateful right down to our socks that the blacks received this priesthood in 1978 grateful right down to our socks that joseph smith and oliver cowdery had the priesthood Hood to restore to them in 1829. Maybe we should just feel grateful. Do you feel grateful? I feel grateful. I mean, I'm grateful that I'm out of that shit show, but. Right, yeah. Uh, and then his other little thing is um, about women in the priesthood, uh, as you can imagine. Oh. Um, let's see. How come the girls don't have the priesthood? I mean, that's what I want to know. Because they don't girls, have it. Yeah, girls. Well, now they can. Now they can watch the baptisms, and they can. What is that? Isn't there something else they can do? Well, we can witness uh, baptisms and marriages. I know. Now I think. Yeah, yeah. So, ooh, give them a little breadcrumb. I mean, uh, let's see, girls. You're going to hear. So again, he's now he's addressing the girls in the audience, and like you said, like he's preparing them for what they'll hear in the future inoculating them mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of people say a lot of things and many of them say that them with very angry voices but just because somebody's angry doesn't necessarily make him him or her right just because somebody's loud doesn't necessarily make him him or her right yeah anyway oh my god okay like honey you're being loud right now too so does that make you right yeah just stomp your little foot there brad with your balloon lesson 
and your fish and furnace. Stop your little fish feet in the furnace. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I was at a professional conference for BYU. I had a name tag. It said Brad Wilcox, Brigham Young University. Some lady walked up to me that I didn't even know. Some lady walked up to me. She sees my name tag and she's like, oh, why don't you give women the priesthood? And I said, good to meet you, too. And then I asked, what's the priesthood? And she said, well, I don't know, but I think the women should have it. I don't know. Um, what's malaria? I don't know, but the women should have it. I mean, I'm going to let her voice, that's very shallow, drown out my testimony just because she's loud? No way. Girls, listen closely, because I don't know that you'll ever have somebody explain it quite this point blank again. You have access to every priesthood blessing. There's not one priesthood blessing that you were denied, and you serve with priesthood authority. When you were set apart in a class presidency, or you're set apart as a missionary, or in any calling in the church, you serve with priesthood authority. You will go to temples where you will be endowed with priesthood power, and you will dress in priesthood robes. How come the girls don't have the priesthood? What the heck are they talking about? Your life exudes priesthood. It's surrounded by priesthood. It emanates priesthood. So what is it that women don't have? Two things. One, priesthood keys, and two, priesthood ordination. So, he's... So, so we don't need the priesthood because it just, like, is in the ether around us, is what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming that it's kind of like the fish in the water thing. Like, you don't need the priesthood because the priesthood's just all around you all the time. Because you're surrounded by men, so, like, you have men around you, so, like, you got the priesthood. Congratulations, good job. Oh, good for me. I gave birth to male children, so I'm yeah. so lucky that I... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, Brad. Um, so, I saw this thing on Instagram a friend of mine posted. Um... That was like a response to why women don't need the priesthood. And it was saying how like all these women in the Bible, Jesus met them at the watering hole or whatever. Or he visited them in the sick beds and stuff and all this crap. And I was like, that's not, it's not, it's not telling you that you are, you don't need to do things in order. Like it was saying like, you don't need to go through these rituals because God comes to you right where you are. And I was like, no. It's promoting the fact that women belong in the home, taking care of the children, cooking the meals, that that's where they belong and that's where they're going to get that, you know, God visiting them or whatever. Yeah. Well, and also like the deferring to the husband, it's setting that narrative up, like you said, like the woman is always going to have to defer to the husband because he has the priesthood. She doesn't have it, but she can have access to the priesthood through him and only through him. And that goes back to the woman that wanted to steal herself to her kids without a man. She right. couldn't do that because she didn't have access to the priesthood because she needed a man, a penis to get her there. So, because the penis is the magical way back to heaven. Well, I mean, so I'm just shit out of luck because my husband, <laughs> Mormon, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Actually, technically he is, but he's it, never he's never set apart with the power of the priesthood. Oh. This shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he ain't wrong. Um, uh, smart guy. 
I mean, he married yeah. me. Clearly, he's intelligent. Clearly. <laughs> um, I'm not going to continue with, like, he, so he goes on about the priesthood keys and how the bishop, the elders quorum president, and the teachers quorum and deacons quorum president are the only ones in the ward that have the, the keys. And then, um, so I'm just sitting there thinking, like, oh, so, like, like you were talking about, like, these 12-year-old boys have more power than, like, women who have lived lives and they've born children and they've raised these children and they've done all this and they have more authority to speak in church and to do all these things in church and to, and yet the, like the women have no say, but, oh, yep. but they, but they're, they're okay. Cause they have the priesthood. They have access to the priesthood. So it's fine. So they really do have the priesthood, but they don't have it. <laughs> it doesn't so, make sense. It's so like, can I, can I borrow? Can I just, can I, you, you still just, have to go through somebody like, yeah. <sighs> he says, well, how come they're not ordained to the priesthood? Maybe we're asking the wrong question. Here he is again with <sighs> asking the wrong questions. Maybe we should be asking, why don't they need to be? So it's the same thing of like, oh, girls don't need the priesthood because they're already at a higher level. They're closer to God already. They're blah, 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 that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it the sisters bringing with them from pre pre-mortal life that men are trying to learn through ordination maybe that's the question that ought to be keeping us up at night oh you want we're actually better than all of you anyway yeah exactly that's what they that's another um that feels like very much a manipulation mm-hmm. to like it's just kind of like to appease the, the masses and be like oh well you're fine you don't need it we need it because we're we're not that good. Like oh, you guys yeah. need it because you guys are better. Yeah, as a loudmouth teenager, I was told like women are so much better than men. They have this ability to bring life into the world. Blah blah blah. You're so <laughs> more in tune with your emotions and the ability to feel the spirit. No, you're just placating me. Yeah, that's a good. That's the word. Also, it's another. It's a toxic um, masculinity thing of like. Men don't feel emotions, so they need this. Mm-hmm. They need to feel the spirit, and they need to have the priesthood in order to have that connection and that emotion. So a man that's sensitive and to the spirit, or sensitive at all, can't be like. That's just. They can only be sensitive when they're like doing church stuff, right? Yeah, the spirit is yeah. what makes them sensitive, and the priesthood. The is rest of the time, they have to be stoic and strong and. Not affected by anything because that's yeah. what a manly man does. Yeah, right. Yeah. Barf. <sighs> All right. What do you What do you think E stands for? Eternities. Ooh, that's a good one, but it's not. Oh. It's It's like it's um for everyone. E stands for everyone. And this is the stuff that I haven't gotten to with like listening to the Mormon stories episode, but the um, so this is being new for all of us. Yay! <sighs> the gospel is for everyone, and we're the only ones who invite others to receive the gospel through missionary work, and even those who have passed away and not had it. So here we get into the baptisms for the dead. They can even receive the gospel in temples. Man, Christianity has a problem, a huge problem. Jesus said, get baptized or you're not going to heaven. And yet most people in the world have never even heard the name of Jesus Christ, let alone been baptized. That's a problem. It feels like a commercial. It feels like. It really does. This is like a really pitch. long infomercial. I should have. <laughs> <sleeping>. <laughs> yeah. 
like you wake up at 2 a.m. on the couch and this is playing. You're like, you're like oh. what is happening? <laughs> Where is the remote? Like those, those preachers that are you know, yelling at the into the camera. That's, that, have you ever woken up to one of those guys screaming? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. Girl. Girl. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, yeah, I probably should. There's a few things I've done in my past, but. Uh, all right we're almost done let's see so this the e part is pretty close but pretty short he just says um that we're we're part of the only church that has the solution the solution to that problem offering an opportunity not forcing anyone but offering an opportunity to everyone to receive the very ordinances that jesus said are essential to their salvation and progress Wow, I don't know about you, but I like being part of the solution. Ding! I, I like solutions. I like alcohol. Yeah, that's solution. a good solution. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like sex, so, you know, like... Anyway, oh, and I don't have to be married to have it, so, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Oh my god, this guy, I can't with him. Okay, so that's forever. And also, they're not the only religion that has missionaries. Most religions have some sort of, like, yeah, outreach program. Like our recruiters? (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. um, Well, they, they call it, yeah, they call it different, like, ministry and stuff like that. Like, they... And but it's usually not like the difference is that they don't the church has like those quote unquote set apart so they're like yeah that's all they do but like, like I know people like husbands and wives and their kids have gone to places to minister to places and they yeah. just go to like a smaller area that doesn't have as many members and they help build up the community or whatever. Well, and they had that like the Catholic Church was huge on that like in the olden days like they would they'd actually set up actually they called them missions and so they'd build a church yeah. in these areas and then they'd bring people to the church yeah so um which is you know colonization but it's also like i mean whatever but the um yeah the mormons just perfected colonization basically yeah and the, ch- the church doesn't have a monopoly on like you said on missionary no. whatever so <sighs> all right now we're on to l with the last one oh, what do you think it is Holy my ass, bro. <laughs> Ew, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's for living prophets. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, living prophets. Many people believe in Jesus because of Peter, James, and John. We believe because of Peter, James, oh, but also because of Russell, Dallin, and Henry. Same priesthood authority, same special calling, same special witness of the Savior. Ooh, I just, oh, I get, oh, like, I we're talking about just thinking about this. R-O-F-I-T, prophets. I got, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's sense for the church. Yeah. No, yeah. we're talking about, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are the men's. The men's. <laughs> good so, old Russell, so, Dallin, and Henry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We are to stand as witnesses of God at all times and all things and all places, and we can do that much better when we're standing on the soldier- shoulders of special witnesses at all times and all things and all places. 
Because there's that like redundancy of like let's do those that wrote those rote phrases, you know, the redundancy to like kind of let's just repeat that back in your brain. Yep, I could still repeat all of that right through the young woman's theme, just yep. from that phrase. Yep, yep. Mm. Oh. But no, it's it's not brainwashing. It's not brainwashing. No, not at all. Oh, so he says, the summer before COVID shut the world down, I was invited to go to an evangelical Latter-day Saint conversation. It was in Idaho Falls, which is my neck of the woods. They got the local high school auditorium. They filled it with people. Then they had a minister from Boise represent the evangelical point of view. They had me from BYU representing the Latter-day Saint point of view. And we had a little discussion back and forth together. He asked me, are you a Bible-based church? And I said... No, not the way you're thinking of it, but yes, in a way you've never thought of before. The poor guy was just going, like shaking his face. I don't even know. I don't even want to see this video because, like, he makes weird noises. This man, the Brad, does. He's just oh, so it's so annoying. Um, he didn't know exactly what I was talking about, so I explained. I said a lot of people hold the Bible up and they say this is my religion. He says I would be one of those people. I said, yeah, but the Bible is not actually religion. The Bible is a history of people who had religion. What did the people in the Bible have? They didn't have the Bible, not the way we have it today. So what religion did they have? They had prophets, they had apostles, and we got the same thing today. So if you look at it like that, we're the only Bible-based church. Uh, so full of himself. Okay. Yeah, well, and it doesn't... That logic doesn't really make sense. I mean, it kind of... I get where he's coming from but at the same time i'm like wait so but you talk to any like typical mormon they're not gonna know much about the bible so you can't even say like no yeah like and also what did they have like they so did, say, did the jews had scripture yeah what is, it's called the torah is that the what it's torah, called yeah so they had scripture so that's a bullshit statement it just wasn't called the bible but it yeah. was still it was still scripture and prophets and... yeah it's a man that's saying that he's like he's trying to modernize there's a word for that there they modernize they put our um they filter back in the day like ancient times with our through a lens that's modern and right. it's um it doesn't and when you do that, it never makes sense. So, like, when you do that, like, when we talk about um, marriage being, like, in the 1800s, that was, it was more, and, like, way back, like, marriage from, like, for a, a long time has been, like, a, it's a social contract, and it's a, it's more of a financial decision, too, because, and a way to um, keep your family going, as, and, like, Making sure that your yeah, family like is set could, up for success. Yeah, because women could own properties; so they had to be married, right? Yeah, and so yeah. and so we think of that, and we're like, "Oh, that's disgusting." But that was back at the, you know, that was their time. And also, like men marrying young women, they and yeah, this isn't excusing Joseph Smith for his behavior, but like men young married younger women all the time. But it was it was because of the. Um, because of that social and the that contract yeah. of like this is a man that can take care of the family and this is a family that's needs the support so we're gonna take 
we're gonna come together and make this like make this contract and that's what the mar like marriages weren't about love and then um i have a point to this so then um the like but even back in like even further back like in medieval times that was the same thing like you married like you had these um uh like duchesses you know like or like a duke that would marry like a like a like a somebody that was like lower class to bring mm -hmm. you know and so she could marry up so then their family could be, well, there'd be like alliances and political alliances too. yeah it's political yeah. that was a political strategy too yeah and then um but i guess my point so like but we look at that and we think oh that's terrible that's you know because we put a modern lens on it because that right. would never happen now like it does happen now but it's not as like prevalent anymore right. but like um when you're saying like oh the bible we have the they didn't have the bible yeah they didn't have the bible what we know as it today but they right. had scripture like you said and they had yeah and we're, you're trying to put this like modern bible that it was also has been translated so over and over and over and it's like we've lost it like it's been politicized and it's been used yeah in to suppress people and to do all this other stuff like to keep the masses in line and you're saying that because we're using the Bible, they didn't have the bible back then they had the teachings they had the they had they had more of the teachings than what we have now they have and more pure because it was in their own language yeah the torah is probably the closest thing we have to what they had right yeah. mm -hmm. and then um like we don't know like but but then they hold the bible like that way but then you get the then he's saying like oh that we we're the most we what do you say the only only bible-based church I'm like that doesn't make sense because you have the book of mormon and you actually use the book of mormon more than the bible That's so where are you yeah, like, you're a Book of Mormon-based religion. You're not a Bible-based religion. There's, I would never, I would never label the LDS Church as Bible-based. No. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so he says, I don't know whether I convinced him, but it's true. Back in those days, they didn't say, turn to John 3.5. No, they turned to John. He was right there. They didn't say, turn to the epistles of Paul. No, they turned to Paul. <sighs> I don't. I don't really understand his logic here at all, no. really. Like, I'm just, I don't, like, I was trying to, like, I now the after that big old ramble about marriage and all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to, like, figure out what he's trying to say, but I don't know if it even made sense when I said it. Like, I was trying to, like, get, like, get where he was coming from, but I don't. No, <laughs> this is, yeah, oops, sorry, I just smashed my mic, sorry. Um, no, this isn't, no. Mm-mm. No, they still had they still had scripture. It's just yeah. uh, what well, even talks about it talks about it in like the, like all over in the Old Testament and all the mostly the Old Testament, right? Where they talk about like they have the stuff and like the rolls in their hair, right? Mm -hmm. And the they had like little they had scriptures everywhere. Like they had, yeah. they wore them on them. Where so. is scriptures? In? Yeah, like Orthodox Jews still like carry them with them and. Like you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and whenever you enter the door, right? Is there something because like that? Yeah, because there's yeah. rolled up, there's a rolled up scripture, there's rolled up scripture inside. Of, I can't remember what it's called. My parents have one on their yeah. door, or they did. I think one of us. I used them. to 
see those all the time on my mission. I would knock on the door and my, I remember one companion would get all like, he'd just like, oh, roll his eyes. Like, oh, they're Jewish. They're not going to listen to us kind of thing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's just, I don't know. He's just, he's out to lunch. That's all. He's just, yeah. he's out to lunch. <laughs> Oh, let's see. They, uh, mm-hmm. All right. So many Christians follow Christ and they follow him very sincerely, but we are the only Christians on this planet who are led by Jesus Christ. It's one thing to follow him. It's another thing to be led by him. And he leads us as he's always led his children through living prophets and through living apostles. Uh, yeah, here, okay. You want to walk away from the church? Well, say goodbye to living prophets. Say goodbye. You have to see Christ through a pretty small window when you're stuck with just the Bible. So say goodbye to the larger window that we have because of living prophets. Say goodbye to President Nielsen. Good riddance. Uh, Fuck you. (laughs) I want him to live to be 120. I don't want to say goodbye to him. Uh, Say goodbye to Elder Uchtdorf or... No, yes, you must say goodbye. Walk away from the church. Say goodbye to Elder Holland. Thank God. Say goodbye to Elder Christofferson. Say goodbye to Elder Anderson. Say good. He didn't leave. He left out Elder Holland, who I would totally just say, like, put my boot up his ass. <laughs> Every one of them. Bye, bitches. <laughs> okay, and this is. Okay, sorry. You, you, no, you're I'll... good. You can keep going. Like, if okay, so because the rest, the next thing's huge. So, <laughs> okay. so we leave the church and we lose all these things, mm-hmm. all these things that are in no way, shape, or form making my life better. Where's the downside? I'm sorry. Right. Some old man telling me how to live my life. Okay, bye. Some yeah. arbitrary rules that I'm supposed to follow that have absolutely no basis in logic or reality. Okay, bye. Um, not being allowed to eat certain things because, again, there's no basis for it in logic or reasoning or reality. Okay, bye. So yeah. what exactly, what, what is making my life so much worse? I'm, I'm not allowed to believe in God now? Well, you can't. You, mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, because the only reason you believe in God is because of Joseph Smith, remember? <sighs> the only reason you have that concept of God, of God and Jesus as separate beings are because of Joseph Smith. So even if you leave the church, you'll still have that. And so you still believe okay, Joseph so if I Okay, so I'm I'm just going to believe they're one person. Is that fine now? Now I'm free? The way that he... Now that I'm thinking about that, that's, that's, um, well, now he's like... To me, he's like putting his little claws into ex, the ex-Mormon community and saying like, well, you guys didn't actually leave us because even if you still believe in God... Everything you believe about God is because of Joseph Smith. Oh, so you still believe in us. That's a good point. You say you've left, but you've taken everything with you and are trying to hold on to it. So you're still technically, yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, you're right. So you can never actually leave. You can never actually leave is what he's saying. And that's terrifying yeah. to me. That's just disgusting. Well, and here's <sighs> what that's going to make you really upset. I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that when you um, resign from the church, they actually just put a notation on your name. They actually don't remove you from anything. It's just has oh, really? requested to be removed. So once you die, they they got you. Really? Well, they're gonna do your. They're gonna if if they yeah, don't they're do gonna it, do my somebody work. in your family is gonna do your temple work. So 
you're still screwed. Eh, cool. So. The thing that kills me when I think about like the baptisms for the dead and all that stuff is that they've done the work for like Adolf Hitler and they did the work for Anne Frank, like a Jewish girl. Nine times. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sorry, she didn't she even believe really, in Christ. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah, they oh. I think Adolf Hitler was in two thousand nine he was baptized. Mm. So I mean at least they gave him some time to like, you know, think about what he'd done. <laughs> yeah. Sit in spiritual prison and think about what you've done. Okay, it's fine. You you can get baptized now. Oh, you're fine. That mass genocide, that was totally it's chill. God God forgives it's you. Fine. And like don't the Mormons believe that in order Correct me if I'm wrong, but I always thought the Mormons believed that if you killed a person, the only way to repent was to, like, give up your life. So that's why they're, like, pro-death um, penalty. Have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't know if they're really straightforward that way anymore, but I know they used to be. They used to be, yeah. And again, yeah. I mean, I haven't really been involved in the church in over a decade, but I remember hearing that as a kid, that that's why, like, conservative... LDS people were pro death penalty is because that's the only way to repent of murder and to give yourself a chance. But like Hitler killed himself, did he not? So hmm. Hmm. shit out of luck, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) How do we always come back to Hitler? I don't know. He just keeps popping up. (laughs) Weird. Weird. Uh, So on his last final note, Oh, you ready for this one? No. Uh, all right. I can't. Even, I hope you realize that if you walk away from this religion, you lose everything. You lose everything. Everything that truly matters most. So stay put. Stay strong. Look for every possible reason there is to stay, and there is to, and there is to share the truths we have that cannot be found elsewhere. So, he's telling youth. 12 to 18-year-old kids that if you leave the church, you lose everything. So that's a fair tactic. Okay, good, good, great, wonderful. Threatening them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and a, a point was made, too, when I heard this. was like, does he not know that he's being recorded? <laughs> Which he did. He Because apparently, so at the beginning of the recording, he even mentions that this is being broadcast in other places and all this stuff. So he knows. He knows he's, he's being recorded. recorded. And that this is going to go viral. Especially if he's saying these problematic things. Oh, yeah. It's very inflammatory to say some of these things. Like you've got, is that what, do you think that's what his intention was? Was for it to go so viral so that, so that everybody would make a TikTok about it. And then all these young kids would see like oh he was right they're gonna get really mad about it but it's okay they're angry they don't have the spirit they're fish out of water (laughs) in a furnace or not in a furnace furnace? the furnace is working i don't know is the fish carrying the balloon or is what is there a furnace inside the balloon full of water there's there's water in the furnace now is that wait what Yeah. I, so, oh, and then there's this like stupid little thing. So he tests them. And he goes, G stands for oh minute, and then he says, and R stands for refreshments. Are we having refreshments? You're fasting today. <laughs> so apparently it was fast Sunday. So he was like, you're fasting today. So there's no refreshments. <laughs> 
anyway. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I don't like I don't like his face. I don't like anything he said. I want to punch him. Yeah. And you know what? Oh. If I was a 14-year-old kid sitting in that audience, I'd probably be like, this is such a good talk. He's oh, yeah. I would absolutely be like, oh, I'm feeling the spirit so good. He's so good. And he was actually funny. <laughs> and I yeah. laughed. And, yeah. and um, so this thing that this person that did the transcript, they had some other little extra things. And that I did see, going back to like the stuff at the beginning when he talks about other religions it says um, the exact retention statistics of several groups are Hindu so this is retention Hindu is 80% Latter-day Saint is 64% mainline Protestant is 45% and Jehovah's Witness is 34% which is it are they amazing at keeping people because it is the only true church or are even the elect being deceived and that's why people are leaving Either way, the LDS, LDS church is not the best at retention or driving people away. No. So, they're, Thank yeah, you Hindu seems to be the one that can keep the, has better retention. And he's saying that, like, oh, well, we had the best retention. People yeah. aren't leaving like they used to be. <sighs> yeah. I hate him. Can yeah. I just hate him, please? Absolutely. I hate so him, too. I heard that he like apologized. He's apologized twice. So there was um he apologized on like on Twitter, I think. Like and he um like was just like that and then his wife apologized for him, but that was let's see if I have that still. Um but she said something like or did she defer to his priesthood keys and like ask to borrow them before she like used <laughs> are meant to write this apology? I'm just curious. Yeah, because oh man, and of course I just deleted a bunch of stuff off my let's see. Um she had said she says, I know my husband and he does not it was the way she said it made it sound like he does he um because she wanted to, she she says he promotes, no, he he condones blacks, condones, like, condones blacks, women, and gay people, like, I'm like, wait, you so condone, like, what? Wait, what? So he condones, wait, I don't so think her whole thing was pro problematic. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't, um, and then apparently he just came out with a video apology and his wife is sitting behind him and he's like reading something. Not next to him, right? It's just to sit behind him. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's visually, visibly like she's behind him just like, yeah. And then, um, and he looks very stressed out and just like ah, reading this thing. And um, there's one good note with that is that he has apologized. That is good that he's. Oh yeah, he, yeah. Credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. His words were problematic and um, that he's going to do better, I guess. But he's there's also been other videos surfacing of him saying similar things. So who the knows if he'll being, actually. This was like a stake. Was it a stake fireside? Tri stake conference. Tri stake. Yeah. So there's three, three stake, stake presidents mm -hmm. that were sitting there listening oh, to this yeah. go on. 
So if you watch the video, there are people behind him the whole time. And they're obviously like the leaders, like probably the stake presidents. And there's like a few couple of women there, probably their wives or whatever, that are behind him listening to this whole thing. And they're not. And not a single one of them went on Twitter and was like, I do not condone what Brad said. <laughs> I don't. As far as I know, they have not, but I don't, I could look into that more. That would be interesting to see if the new of them have stepped up and said anything, but I doubt they have. Just and if he, if this had not gone viral and people weren't talking about this, there would be no apology. He would oh, not have come out not. and said, I said something. Yeah. He, there would be no nothing. Well, the so thing he's is, not apologizing because he knows he said something inappropriate. He's apologizing because he got busted for it. Exactly. Because he got Ugh. caught. And um, also, listeners, if you want to watch the whole thing, which, uh, whatever, uh, Mormon Stories has it broken down into segments because they can't put the whole thing on YouTube, but they have it on YouTube in segments so they can, you can watch the whole thing, but you have to watch it in increments. So, oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, that's a way. Because I heard the church removed it from their, yeah, can't watch it from their side or whatever anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is telling too, because they know. Mm. And I saw something. And why else not use it as a teaching? Why not use this as like a perfect teaching example of like, this is where an error was made. This is how we're going to progress and change. No, we're just going to wipe it. Yeah. Pretend it doesn't exist, except for over oh, the internet, everything exists forever. Yeah, forever. yeah. Somebody grabbed it before you could get it down. So, um, well, the uh, Dr. Delin also said something about like, oh, well, Brad can apologize, but why? Why hasn't Jeffrey apologized? Dallin, why hasn't? Um, Russell apologized for any, why haven't any of the other leaders apologized for anything else that they've said? Yeah. Why didn't Jeffrey R. Holland talk about, apologize for the muskets? Why didn't he even, like, he didn't even, like, twist it? Like, he, he has all these members no, that are... No, he flat out said, we need musket fire. Like, yeah. that to me is pretty... Pretty off. obvious. Yeah. And you have all these members that are defending him. And saying, mm -hmm. oh, well, he didn't mean it that way. But he doesn't ever come to his why own can't, Why can't he come out and say, I did not mean go shoot yeah. anybody in the queer community? Why can't he come out and say, it was metaphoric. I do not want anyone to get hurt. Like, Yeah. Uh, because, because that's what he believes. He genuinely believes. Oh, yeah. That. Uh, that you needed. That we need to start using metaphorical he didn't even say metaphorical but musket, no, fire. musket fire so like violence basically and that doesn't necessarily mean violence in physical manner but like you saw they saw a ton of like an up, uptake on like hate crimes in Provo and like that area oh, yeah. against gay people because yeah. of that because of that talk 100%. and there was oh, never yeah. any recognition about that never any like oh we're so sorry about this happening they didn't mean it to be that way. It was misunderstood. It was a metaphor. I meant more like spiritual muskets or something. You know, give us something, something to like lessen the, I don't know. But then it's like, that's not the, the way. Like you said, they wipe it away. They just act like it didn't happen. And they just move on because they know that like their members are going to just believe everything they say and continue to defend them. And they'll do the PR work for them. <laughs> yeah, there's people on payroll that are going to spin it. There's 
apologists mm -hmm. that are paid large amounts of money that are going to get up and they're going to spin it, spin it, spin it, spin it, and make it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, what other religion other than like Scientology has people who are paid to put out good spins on stuff in their church? Yeah, right. And to rebrand their whole church like this, like the, what they've done recently. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Because it's a corporation, but anyways, that's a whole yeah. other. <laughs> oh my whole god. Well. Thing. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh yeah. So that happened, and that, that was a thing. Thank you for being on that journey with me, Dusty. You're. I love it for me. I'm sure, yeah, and I'm sorry, well, at least, well, you'll probably, I mean, there's other podcasts that are covering it, so you'll hear more about it, but, like, that's... Yeah, yeah. like, I'm very <laughs> privileged in the fact that I can say I actually didn't know very much. I'd seen the memes, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, I'd seen the, like, <laughs> people making, like, the real question we should be asking, and I even responded to one was... Was Joseph Smith drinking wine with the jailers at Carthage? The question oh. we should be asking is, did he share the shrooms he used to see visions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been some good content coming from this because of the in the Exmo community. So at least yeah. we have that. So it's just like when Trump was in office, there was so many good memes. So many. <laughs> so at least we had that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we gotta do something. Remember, to, uh, remember when times were simpler? Yeah. Oh, I miss those. Speaking of the Super so Bowl, good. like the Super Bowl halftime made me think of the simpler times. <laughs> I know. I was like rapping along, and my kids were like, Mom, <laughs> <laughs> this is not Baby Shark. How do you know this song? <laughs> this is not We Don't Talk About Bruno. What is happening? <laughs> You're like, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Well, I was okay. I will talk to you another time, but not really talk to you, but it'll be a thing that you can listen to and you can hear my voice and I'm not really actually talking to you but I'm talking into your ears with I the sweet sounds when I listen to your podcast I talk back to you and then I'm like right do you? This is not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah I'll just sit back and listen to the sweet sounds of <laughs> screaming into the void and <laughs> the dulcet tones of our insanity <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>